Hey, good morning. Welcome to another episode of AI Buzz. My name is Nick. Thank you so much for being here. I'm coming at you with more stories out of machine learning and artificial intelligence. Let's get started. Traffic congestion is something that everyone wishes was less of a problem. The problem is so bad that Elon Musk is literally building a company to bore tunnels through the earth so that we can zoom faster to our destinations. Urban planning and optimization of traffic networks is huge. Transportation congestion counts for $200 billion a year between all modes of transportation, according to the U.S. Department of Transportation. An estimated 40% of congestions caused by physical bottlenecks of the roads, meaning the roads are not designed to handle the level of traffic that flows through them. Inefficiently planning neighborhoods or cities creates numerous problems that affect quality of life. Problems such as housing affordability or unfriendly cycling areas are side effects. This is of special importance to me as I'm particularly aggravated by the terrible optimization of today's infrastructure. Traffic congestion is a problem that can use a fresh look from AI. The technology can analyze the complex data and ideally find us more optimal solutions. A company called Streetlight Data is working to collect trillions of data points about how the moving pieces in our transportation system interact. The company touts 100% coverage of the United States traffic analysis zones. According to an interview with VentureBeat in 2018, Streetlight is different since not only do they aggregate this data, but they present the data in such a way that questions can be asked of it. One example Streetlight CEO Laura Schul mentions is that you can ask the system which road has the most car trips under three miles, and then it can give you an answer. This is an extremely novel concept since previously the answer to this question would really take hours of work. In order to collect the tremendous amounts of data that Streetlight possesses, the company uses consumers' smartphones instead of physical sensors to collect. Some of the metrics that Streetlight can provide are annual average hourly traffic, or AAHT, as it's known in some of the traffic lingo, for nearly any roadway in the United States. The company touts many additional metrics that can be determined on their website. Going to go through some of the coolest ones now. Traffic counts for a particular day. We've all seen those engineers on the sidewalks that work and try to analyze the number of cars that are passing through a given location so that they can more accurately predict the traffic. Streetlight is essentially automating this process by being able to provide traffic counts for a particular location on a particular day. One interesting scenario where this could really come in handy would be for Zillow data where people are interested in the number of cars that are passing by a house that they're looking to buy. Trip purpose. Streetlight can supposedly use their patented root science algorithm to analyze trillions of data points and find traffic patterns. The algorithm can even determine purpose of trip for composite groups of travelers in order to help city planners develop the roadways. Demographic data. The insight algorithm that they talk about on their website can calculate demographics about populations on the roadways. Among the metrics they can compute are income, education, and race within different neighborhoods. Likely, the U.S. Census and the American Community Survey results are used to inform this model. Trip statistics. So this insight algorithm that Streetlight has made 
can also compute some really useful trip statistics like the speed, duration, and length of the average trip. And it's done by calculating the level of directness in a user's trip, and they call this circuity. A deep dive into routes. One extremely useful feature is the selected link analysis tool that studies the different types of trips that travel through a certain linkage, such as a bridge. So this is really handy for determining traffic load that's coming into a city to work, for example. Streetlight sells a self-service portal that allows users to pull the data they want based on the mobility questions that they have. Some of the metrics that they can provide are the most optimal locations to place electric charging stations or place bike paths. They show some really cool images on their website about how this can really be used. Streetlight made the news recently since they've closed a big funding round in 2018. They secured an additional $10 million. Companies even in discussions with Uber to begin applying their novel techniques to the air. Uber elevates working on a way that commuters can do vertical takeoff and vertical landing. The goal is to launch their new service in 2023 and allow commuters to share a flight with other passengers. There's just a handful of test cities such as Melbourne, Dallas, and Los Angeles. In order to power the air sharing service, Uber realized they need to create custom skyports that can handle a lot of landings per hour, up to a thousand. Efficient urban planning is extremely important for the local economy. As our population increases rapidly and is projected to increase 68% in cities over the next three decades, taking the steps to make the right planning steps now is crucial. Next up. Fraud detection is an extremely costly industry. Fraud is rampant in the United States and across the world. Cybersecurity firm McAfee estimates that cybercrime cost the world $600 billion. There were 3 million identity theft and fraud-related reports submitted in 2018 in just the United States. Companies fight fraud daily to prevent losses before they happen. However, in the digital world, software is needed to identify fraud as quickly as possible before losses mount. More recently, machine learning has been employed to identify and fight fraud. Companies such as MasterCard are leading the charge and are not sitting back to analyze transactions after they've occurred. The name of the game is in real-time detection. Fraud spans nearly every industry. Humans are always looking for ways to cheat the system and find loopholes for their personal gain. As a result, entire industries have their own methods of fighting fraud. Many government institutions are turning to software to help in the fraud battle, too. Among them is the Federal Reserve, which is looking to limit the amount of misreporting that occurs. There's more than $140 billion a year that's wasted from the federal government due to fraud or abuse as a result of government programs, according to a McKinsey Company study. Some of this is due to misuse of funds that are distributed from these programs. The government's turning to increased efforts with data analytics and machine learning to combat these losses. Financial institutions are perhaps the first entities that come to mind when you think of fraud. Banks take the brunt of fighting against fraud since the money needs to come in and go out. Financial institutions such as Chase use machine learning to protect customer data. An interview with Chase executive Andrew Sloper elucidates how large financial institutions have multifaceted approaches to security. They research the latest instances of fraud to stay up to date, as well as use both 
supervised and unsupervised machine learning techniques. West Monroe Partners surveyed 150 executives at medium-sized banks across the United States and found that 61% of them are turning to automation, including machine learning, to increase efficiency. That number is rather low compared to other industries as stated in the article. However, all banks will soon need to adapt and become more accepting of automation and machine learning approaches. Methods of fighting fraud span many different types of machine learning techniques, depending on the industry as well as the type of problem that's being solved. Certain methods are fantastic tools to use against fraud, such as clustering analysis. This type of analysis includes visualizations, such as principal component analysis, that allows users to see high-dimensional data in something more palatable. A great interview with one of the executives at SAS, Stu Bradley, linked in the description, discusses some different approaches that companies can take to fight fraud. In the article, Mr. Bradley states how a common approach is to give an account a primary fraud score and then drill down deeper to determine the likelihood of fraud occurring at the transactional level. There are several leaders that create products to fight fraud with machine learning techniques. These solutions are purchased by some of the largest organizations in the world and assist with loss mitigation efforts as well as fast detection of wrongdoing. So mainstream companies are definitely investing heavily into solutions to help fight fraud. One of the most familiar with this problem is Amazon, who's the world's largest e-commerce retailer. Recently at their AWS reInvent conference in Las Vegas, AWS released Amazon Fraud Detector. The detector looks for anomalies in transactional data. Some example data could then be provided to the fraud detector, such as IP addresses, as well as historical transaction data. The fraud detector can then sift through uh, the data to identify malicious actors and then automatically create rules to limit the actor's interaction with the platform. One of the financial crime fighters is Feedzai. They claim they can prevent payment fraud before it even happens. They have a really cool process flow on their website that discusses their agile machine learning methodology. Some of their metrics are that they have been able to detect 82% of fraudulent cards at a leading credit card issuer. The platform allows integration with many of the current state-of-art systems, such as DataRobot as well as Python and R. Another solution that's available in order to fight online fraud is DataVisor. The company touts 94% detection accuracy with just a 0.17 false positive rate. False positive rate is a metric that's very important with these types of solutions since customers hate when their card is flagged or declined when it's not due to a fraudulent transaction. One case study on the DataVisor website shows how they helped out a unicorn food delivery service. The company had over 100 million users and had a product where users could search, find, order, as well as have food delivered to them. The solution that DataVisor ended up implementing was an unsupervised machine learning model that helped find bots that had registered accounts. And this approach saved the company $6 million in fraudulent losses. One of the most famous providers of financial products is FICO. Several of the features that a product from FICO called Falcon X has are real-time anti-money laundering techniques, as well as a real-time decision-making suite that they power with a really strong cloud-based platform. 
This might be one of the most battle-tested solutions out there, as Chief Analytics Officer Scott Zoldi states. The Falcon software suite has been worked on for the last 25 years through numerous iterations with the company. Software has 95 patents on its different methods and techniques that it uses to detect fraud and currently is being used to protect 2.6 billion accounts worldwide. Fraud will always be an ongoing problem that organizations must face. Thankfully, in the world of machine learning, some of the heavy lifting can be done for us. Models can be trained that can identify fraudulent transactions with low false positive rates automatically so that the attacks are found immediately when they happen. Next up, Amazon Web Services are the leaders in cloud computing. They've consistently been rolling out new machine learning tools and features in droves. Recently, Amazon has released dozens in bulk in order to stay ahead of competitors. At the AWS reInvent conference this week, Amazon unveiled a massive number of new products. They even released a chip that will be able to crunch data for customers in data centers called the Graviton 2. Most of the releases focused on software, however. AWS states that there's a total of 28 product launches on the day of the conference. The rest of this review, I'm going to discuss in depth some of the coolest highlights from the reInvent conference. Amazon released a very interesting product called Deep Composer. The release consists of a keyboard that connects to your computer where customers can play something and then the software will enhance it in several styles that you choose. However, some are not impressed with the quality of the released model. One article by the BBC discusses how a professor from Durham University, Dr. Nick Collins, did not think the software did a good job of creating anything more than short-term entertainment. Those who have experimented with the release believe that users will try the release a handful of times and then give up. The release appears to be more for entertainment than for practical music creation purposes. Additionally, Deep Composer will cost $99, which will include the keyboard and software. Seems a little bit steep. Deep Composer relies on GANs to enhance the songs, and if it worked better than the researchers say, should make it sound more like a professional's song. Another release from AWS at the reInvent conference was Autopilot. The concept is to build upon AutoML, which automates the process of model building. AutoML takes the trial and error out of tuning and determining the best model architecture by simply iterating through and trying out many different combinations and finding the best one. However, some state that AutoML is a black box where it gives you great results, but not much insight into how the process actually worked and how it occurred, and exactly why it shows that model. Autopilot promises to fill the void that's left by AutoML. It has the ease of use of AutoML where it automates machine learning, but it also has greater visibility and explainability than AutoML. Autopilot is part of a bigger Amazon release called SageMaker, which is supposed to be a competitor to Microsoft's Machine Learning Studio. Reviewing code is a long and tedious process. At companies, when code is ready to be submitted, one can commit it to a company's GitHub where others review it and then push it into production. Amazon's created a product called Code Guru, which attempts to automate code review. Wildly enough, Code Guru can find the most computationally expensive areas of code and then pinpoint it to allow teams to troubleshoot it can then find ways to increase CPU and optimize your process flow. The model was trained on reviews from 10,000 open source projects in addition to internal Amazon projects. One source states that CodeGuru is far too expensive. 
The pricing model charges based on lines of code, which some say is really not the best way to be charging, and it costs 75 cents per 100 lines of code, which could definitely add up really quick in some production programs. Reliable medical record transcription is a huge industry. Healthcare professionals need to quickly capture words, ideas, and diagnoses into text so that it can properly be documented by both software and hard copies into a patient's file. Amazon has released Transcribe Medical to insert themselves into this industry. It uses voice recognition tuned to medical transcription in order to do this, and apparently it works really well. Contact Lens is yet another release from Amazon at the AWS reInvent conference. The release is not Amazon's foray into thin film eyewear, but rather it's a way that companies can use call centers and can analyze their data and identify sentiments and trends in the data. So they look at calls that come into data centers and try to improve the customer experience. Many companies such as General Electric and Dow Jones are already using the software in order to gain value out of customer conversations. One of the cool new features is that supervisors will receive real-time alerts when something's not going well so that they can intervene and ideally offer a solution to the customer before they become more upset. The AWS webpage states that most phone calls are recorded through outdated CRM platforms which don't allow insights to be determined. Amazon's beginning a collaboration with Verizon in order to develop 5G edge computing. The concept with Wavelength, which is the new release, and the collaboration with Verizon is that miniature data centers will be able to be placed near the 5G towers and can then run 5G machine learning instead of beaming it all the way to a massive data center and then beaming it back. So the primary goal of this project is to provide low-latency edge computing to the end users when 5G becomes available. Tech Republic, one of the tech blogging websites, had rather negative things to say about a lot of other releases from Amazon, but really praised Wavelength and this new collaboration between Amazon and Verizon. One of the few non-software releases that took place at AWS reInvent was the Graviton 2. The chips are Amazon's custom processors that are optimized for Amazon-specific tasks. The chips can be selected in EC2 A1 instances, and due to the custom chips, Amazon claims you get the best price performance for a wide range of workloads. AWS is absolutely destroying their competition. Their dominance in the cloud market is still huge, decreasing slightly, but still huge. And the pace at which they're releasing new products makes it nearly impossible for others to catch up. These releases show the massive investment that Amazon's putting into the future of machine learning. That's about all I have for you today on this episode of AI Buzz. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Nick. Be back with you very soon with more machine learning and artificial intelligence stories. Have a good day. Bye.